Welcome. I am Rebecca Tabbert, former overweight atheist, corporate girl turned fit over 40, purpose chasing God girl, and fitness coach entrepreneur. Listen, I remember my struggle with food, eating for comfort, and feeling uncomfortable in my body. I remember my battle was stinking thinking that kept me stuck by telling me things like, I'm not good enough. Fast forward through a lot of time in God's word, a couple big leaps of faith, building godly grit through adversity and investing in my own personal and professional development. And you will find the life I live, lead and coach today which includes an amazing personal relationship with God and a level of fitness in mind and body that I truly didn't even know was possible from where I started. A life committed to teaching women how to create their own life-changing and sustainable transformations. With the help of an amazing team, I've been honored to help thousands of women achieve their goals over the last decade. I created the Faith, Fitness, and Freedom podcast to give you inspiration and a belief in what is possible and to give you simple and practical steps for deepening your faith, crushing the stinking thinking, and becoming fit in mind and body. So if you're a woman of faith who is ready to talk all things faith, fitness, and freedom so that you can continue to develop faith that moves mountains, get the body that reflects the best vision of yourself and experience greater freedom to claim and live your kingdom purpose, then you're in the right place. So let's dive in. This is the Faith, Fitness, and Freedom Podcast, and you are listening to episode zero. Yes, episode zero. Hey, this is Rebecca, and I want to take this first kind of pre-episode to give you a little bit more of my story with the hope and the goal that you will find inspiration in it, with the hope that you will understand or begin to understand what is possible. Because sister, if I can do this, you can too. And I want you to know that and believe that. And part of my goal is to inspire you to be able to believe it enough to start taking small steps forward that lead you in that direction. It doesn't take massive changes to Um, occur overnight. It's the small things that we do consistently, both in leaning into faith, nutrition, and physical movement. The small things that we do consistently over time build the momentum to create dramatic life-changing results. Fair enough? So I want to share with you a little bit more detail of my story, again, to give you that inspiration. Now, I need to back it up a little bit, but I'll go through it quickly. And that is that growing up, I did not struggle with weight. I was not necessarily an athlete in high school. I just was small. However, I also did not have a faith. I did not believe in God. I was, you know, baptized Catholic and it wasn't ever really discussed in my home beyond that from at least from what I can remember. 
And when I was in high school, early 20s, I was, you know, I'd flip-flop between agnostic to atheist. I would get into conversations with other people about how Christianity was a, cr- a crutch and that, you know, faith and leaning on God was for weak people and I wasn't weak. I know it sounds horrible out loud, but that is the truth of who I, where my belief system was. And I was a scrapper, man. I, you know, out of the house by the time I was 17 and, um, you know, that's another story for another day. But from that, you learn to just like you, when you don't have a faith in God, you think that you have to do it yourself and, and you do to some extent. And so you just figure it out. And I didn't have in my mind at that place, I didn't feel like I had, the space to be weak or feel weak. I needed to be strong and I needed to get things done and I needed to be able to focus on on work and providing for myself and, and what I was going to do and, and all the things. And there's so many little stories in between, but this gives you a general idea. So when fast forward, when I want to tell you a story that I clearly remember, and this is a good example of how um, God uses us or uses um things to bring us, bring it back to mind for us. I don't know how to, my point is in my early twenties, I also remember a very specific incident that I am not proud of, but again, I want to share with you a perspective. And I remember sitting in my car in front of a convenience store and watching a woman who was very much overweight, probably a good hundred pounds or more overweight with two just armfuls of Funyuns and Diet Coke. I remember that specifically. I also remember judging her. And I remember thinking, how can she still be eating like that when she clearly is struggling and unhealthy? Well, so when I was pregnant with my son, two things was happening. One, as my son got, you know, a few months into it, I started to realize like feeling that person growing inside of you. I thought, I don't think I'm doing this by myself. And in the meantime, what was also happening is I had watched some of the people that I, you know, kind of hung out with, partied with in my early 20s, um, it, it completely transform their lives with God, right? Those are the people that I was like, yeah, you need the crutch or whatever. So I've watched their life completely transform and their who they were and, and all the things. And as I'm realizing, I don't think I'm doing this by myself, but I still also was struggling. And I, in that season, started out with eating for two, but I developed what I now know is an addiction to food. What I now know was a struggle and a battle with food that would, I want to say, haunt me for years to come because I started using food as that go-to, as that comfort for things that were going on in my life at the time and stressors that were happening at the time. And you don't think of food as being unhealthy. You don't think of food, even though I was eating unhealthy foods, I didn't know better at the time. I still didn't even, I mean, I was like queen of, I would big, 
what was it? Uh, Macho Big Beef Burritos from Del Taco and Carl's Jr. Chocolate Shakes. And I remember huge plates of spaghetti. I remember crying one time because um, my Dante's dad, my husband, didn't uh, make the spaghetti right. Like he was actually a great cook to his credit. But I don't know. It showed up on my plate and it was like runny, like the sauce was runny and I liked a really thick sauce and, you know, hormones are raging and, um, it wasn't like, it just looked runny and I thought my spaghetti was ruined and I just remember crying over that. But I had this, um, problem with food and I developed this pattern where food became my go-to and my resource. So, at 5'1", I ended up gaining 65 pounds with my son. Actually, a little bit more than that. But by the time I gave birth, I was at about 65 pounds from what I remember because I was to the point where I was borderline diabetic. The doctor had told me that you were I was going to have to take shots if I didn't get it into control. So I started to get it somewhat into control. So... During the pregnancy, I was just eating, right, as that source, as that comfort, all the things. At the same time, I started recognizing, I don't think I'm doing this on my own, um, have my amazing son who is now 21, and over the course of the first year of his life, I still continued to struggle with the weight. I didn't lose the weight right away because I had built this habit and this pattern of using food as my comfort, as my go-to, as my way of numbing out versus dealing with some significant things that were going on. So, and just, or like life stressors, all the things. So, uh, and I'm not great at timing, so don't ever fact check me, but I think my son was about a year and a half um, and it was a very difficult uh, marriage, a very difficult season in my life. And I remember one night in particular, reaching out to a girlfriend who was one of the people that I had seen. She, um, she had actually been somebody that had kind of come back to God. Um, and she had, was raised in the church, raised in God, but had kind of fallen out of it. And that was when we were hanging out and partying and all the things. And then by this time she had kind of reconnected and, God had put people around me to plant the seeds and just to be there when I needed questions or when I started, when I was ready to start asking questions. And that's why I'm so compassionate for people that don't believe or aren't sure what they believe or whatever the case may be, because I know what I was saved from. I know who I was and who I am today. And it was only by God's grace first and foremost, but also him putting people in my life to be ready to answer questions without judgment, without condemnation that ultimately led me to him. So after that coffee, I remember driving home and she had told me how to accept Jesus into my life, but I wasn't comfortable doing it in the, you know, whatever coffee place and or outside. And so on my way home, I asked God into my life. Now, I wish it was all sunshine and rainbow from there, but, you know, it doesn't work that way. So I ended up um, in a very, the next year or couple years was even harder than what I had yet known. And uh, some things happened, and I, I'm not going to go into the details of everything just to respect the people that were involved and, and families involved in all the things, but it was incredibly, incredibly challenging season. And so my attachment to food somewhere along the way, um, I did end up going through a very difficult divorce. I don't think any divorce is pretty, but it was a very ugly divorce and um, very a season that just was unexpected. 
you know, like any, I think like most women or most young girls, you have this expectation of, you know, once you do get married and you're going to have this family and it's going to be all these things and you're looking at the future and then the rug is ripped out from underneath you and you realize it's not what you thought it was and you realize that it's not going to be what you expected it to be. And at least for me, um, there was so many thoughts of condemnation and um, I just had my self-worth and my value was so diminished um, that again, I did start diving into God's word in that season. And I started diving into that God's word out of desperation. So here is the person that used to, you know, tell other people that they needed a crutch when I realized I was thankful to have the crutch and I would gladly take the crutches versus going through what I went through on my own. And so I was diving into God's word. I was in his word every day. I was going to church. I was doing all the things, but I was also still using food as that coping device. And in my attempts to get healthy, I know this sounds odd and really weird, but one of the attempts was that I would still binge I would still eat. I would do everything I could to just get by in a day. You know, as moms, we do what we got to do to show up for our kids and to to be there and to do the things. And I had gone from, you know, a I was in corporate and had taken a step back in order to be close to home because prior to the divorce, I was commuting and that was no longer feasible. So I was in a local job, still the same field, but really just a job. And so just trying to get by and and all the things and and still using diving into God's word while also using food to to get by right and so at one point that turned into an eating disorder so taking care of everything doing everything during the day and then at my at night finding myself like numbing out with food right grabbing Dante's cereal box and I remember um, what was it? Captain, not Captain Crunch, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, right? Eating the entire box and then hoping that, and then throwing it up at one point, that became a thing because that became my solution to you ate, how could you eat all that, right? An entire thing of cookies, an entire thing of um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch cereal, like whatever was in the house until I made myself puke. And that was some sense of control. And I know now it's not, but I'm sharing that for anybody that potentially struggles with that. It, it was a long battle and I am thankful to be free from it. It's one of the pillars of freedom is to be free from distraction and discouragement. And that's another story that I'll have to share another day. But in the time I remember also really battling and with the food and in a season of fear and anxiety as we were going through the divorce and wondering what the outcome was going to be and really just leaning into faith. But I had a bottom of the shower moment when I, when my son was about a year, no, he would have been like between two and three, I think. And that bottom of the shower moment was as great of a mom as I thought I was, because when you're in the midst of it, even though you're fighting the depression, even though you are like curled up on the couch under a blanket as they're playing, or, you know, I'd go to my mom's house, like, mom, can you, you know, just 
be present so that I can just like, all I wanted to do was cry. All I wanted to do was hide. All I wanted to do was curl up, right? If it was a moment where I didn't have to function, I didn't want to function. And, but still, like I was, I really do believe that I was, I know that I was a good mom. I know that even then, even in the midst of it, I was a good mom. But in this particular moment when the ages of two and three and having this bottom of the shower moment where I was sitting on the bottom of the shower and the water coming down and my son was asleep by this time we had our own place and I remember thinking Lord I can't do this I cannot get up from this shower and I remember that small still voice what I now know to call as that small still voice behind me saying you can and you will. And I had an instant visual of my son in the next room. And so I did. I got up. And I now know and teach that what happened right there in that moment was I found, I connected with a powerful reason why. A reason that was beyond myself. And of course, you would think that that would be a no-brainer and that it maybe should have happened so much sooner. But it's okay. It's okay to not be okay for a season. It's okay to just barely get by. It's okay to have those moments. It doesn't matter how long you spent struggling. It doesn't matter how long you spent battling. It doesn't matter how long you struggled with weight or an eating disorder or whatever it might be. What matters is the moment that you realize that you can do better. What matters is that from there you get up one step at a time and you start taking small steps forward and that you don't give up and that you keep holding on to that powerful why. And every time you feel like giving up, every time you feel that sense of discouragement come on, you tie back to that powerful why. So from there and from that moment, God started to teach me and help me recognize this was nearly 20 years ago. Uh, Well, no, I guess this wouldn't be quite 20 years ago. Maybe it was closer to 17 or 16, but whatever. Um, God helped me realize that it was my thoughts that were the mo- doing the most damaging to me. And like we will talk about this more and more in the future, but I want to try and not make this too long today. But he started to teach me that it was my thoughts that were the source of my biggest problems and my biggest challenges, that I needed to lean into faith and trust, but that I had gotten to a point where I was so mentally and emotionally broken and unable to see beyond where I was and unable to lean into his faith, unable to rebuild my confidence because of the thoughts that I was focused on. And so he began to teach me to recognize those thoughts in how to replace them specifically. And it's the power of the thought. It's the getting intentional and the practical steps that he gave me to do that. It was getting intentional and taking the practical steps that he gave me every step of the way that gave me the mental space and capacity to begin to see, to act differently. And so from there, I did. I tried home videotapes. I tried all the fad diets around that same time or somewhere within that time, not long after that, my dad was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. He got back, then he got very sick before he, they really knew what was going on. And 
I, once we knew what the issue was, I started diving into the power of nutrition. So between trying to do the home workout tapes, which, you know, props because Beachbody is what I started with and they are still around. It didn't work for me because I didn't have any support and accountability with it. And so, you know, Tony Robbins, who is the man and still the man for sure, but he didn't show up at my door if I didn't show up for a workout, right? And he, no one was going to know if I took extra water breaks and, and all the things. So without the support and the accountability, it did give me at least enough courage to start feeling just comfortable enough in my own body to start moving and to start getting some activity in. And then with that, I you know, had been trying all the fad diets. So I would lose weight, I'd put more weight on, I'd lose weight, I, you know, you lose 20 pounds, you put 30 back on, right, with all of these crazy fads and everything that existed back in the day, and they're still there, they just look different. (laughs) Don't get me started on that. When I started to then dive into actual nutrition. Now, meanwhile, what was happening is that I was starting to build a greater sense of freedom and personal worth and value and really leaning into God. And there are so many God moments that I wish I could share where he just so clearly held me through one of the most difficult seasons in my life and so clearly taught me so much. I mean, I feel like I had a speed course in faith and trust and leaning in and he absolutely it was just mind-blowing, all the little things that he did in the course of that season. And so from that bottom of the shower moment, it was probably a good you know, year to 18 months where I did end up with a body I never even imagined from where I started. And from there, I decided to do fitness competitions really just to prove to myself that I could stand up because I was the mom that was hiding behind the camera, always offering to take pictures. Sadly, I don't have a lot of pictures of me and my son. I don't even have a good before picture because if you know what I'm talking about, you know you don't want to be in the picture, right? So you volunteer to take the picture or you strategically replace your kids so that you're not actually showing in the picture. Just me? I don't know. I've talked to a lot of women. I know a lot of women can relate to that. So I wanted to prove to myself so that I could. So in the fitness um, competing, I did end up doing really well just based on my own training, learning nutrition, um, got away from the fad diets and really learned how to dial in my nutrition in a way that was sustainable. What's interesting is during the time that I was preparing for the competition specifically, I never struggled with my eating disorder. That's an important point because I did you know, pick it back up again, I guess, so to speak, after that initial round of competing and doing very well. What also happened that I did not expect was, of course, an even deeper um, growth in relationship and personal relationship with God, deeper understanding. But what also happened was that I went from this job that was barely helping us get by to taking a step with the added courage and confidence. I took a step back into career in more of a corporate level growth. And over time, it turns out, yep, I had a whole new level of mom awesome in me. 
I had this body that I never expected from where I started. And because of the confidence, the ability to focus, the energy, the better sense of who I am as I am, still struggled in that season, but way better than when I started, I ended up with a career that I never expected either. And so I ended up in a position where I was earning north of six figures in Orange County as a single mom, completely financially independent for me and my son. And with that, I ended up in, so now I'm in this place in corporate America living, you know, and even though I was in a corporate environment, the position that I held gave me like the freedom and the flexibility to, I was still always at all my son's things. We were very active in sports, school, everything, you name it. He did it and I was there. And I'm super, super grateful for that season. But then I found myself realizing that I wanted more. So now it, that time frame all together was maybe eight years. I don't know. So being that far into my walk with God and realizing how much my life had transformed by getting healthy and fit, by identifying the thoughts that disempowered me and replacing them with thoughts that empowered, by learning how to fuel my body with good foods so that it created a sustainable way of living without feeling deprived and missing out on all the things, by learning how to move my body and work out, which by the way, very early on, I did hire a personal trainer for a short period of time and put money on that that I didn't even think I had at the time. So that was a leap of faith too, but it got me a little bit more comfortable in the gym. And even when it's not the best case scenario, right? Like that trainer, I love her because she was such an important part of my role, but I didn't stay with her for too long for a couple of reasons. But it, it, it was, it was, it was not an investment that did not pay back because it got me one step further, right? So my point is, is that, you know, fast forward, sorry, bringing you back up to speed in this corporate position where like most women would love to have the career, the career path, the, you know, financial freedom, the freedom to do whatever they want to need to in the timing that they need to with their son. And yet I didn't feel fulfilled, And I looked back and God started to put on my heart what he had taught me and what he had brought me through and how much being fit in mind, my physical body and my relationship with him, my spirit in me or his spirit in me dramatically transformed not just my life, but I got to change the legacy of how I raised my son and how I influenced my son, hopefully for generations to come. And I wanted to be able to give that same gift to other women. And as over time, it became something I couldn't deny. And so this opportunity came up when my division within this large corporation was being sold. And they gave me what's called a little bit of an umbrella package, about six months of income to stay on with them through the transition. So, you know, back then you have headhunters and corporations, you know, coming after you for to to get you to go to another company and all that kind of stuff. So they gave me this that my company gave me a six month package to stay on with them so I could help them, you know, close everything out and give it to the new provider. And so I did that. And meanwhile, I kept hearing again, that small, still voice saying, I want you to go help other women. And I thought, 
<laughs> wait, what? What? You want me to go be a personal trainer? Lord, how can I possibly? I live in Orange. Do you know where I live? Because I live in Orange County. Orange County is an investment, right? And as a single mom, finally financially independent, all the things. And I hear him telling me to go do this. And I'm thinking, wow. So then there was a good family friend at the time who were also believers. And I shared it with them and they said, go for it. We'll support you. And they had a small um, personal training studio, semi-private personal training studio. And I thought, well, I might just do it for a little bit and, uh, you know, maybe just take some time off, not take another job right away. So I started working with them as I was transitioning out of this other company. And let me tell you, six months of salary goes very fast in Orange County, but I never went back. From there, I spent the first year in personal training and there's some stories in between, but I ended up opening my own business a little over a decade now. And as I said in the intro, I've spent the last decade helping other women create transformations that are sustainable, achieve the goals, build confidence, build energy. I've seen so many women be able to take what they are doing and influence their families. One woman in particular comes to mind and that um, we'll call her Jill. And she came in and got started because she just wanted to start to feel comfortable again. And I got to work with her over the course of time. Like these things don't, when you're making radical change, when you're losing 60 to 70 pounds and you're doing it in a way that's going to be sustainable, that does not happen overnight. And so Jill started working out and she started then leaning in and changing the way she chose her food. And by changing the way she chose her food, she was a big cook for her family. And so they started eating a little bit differently. And so she had, Jill had a daughter who was in high school and was getting teased at school. She was an athlete and it's, I don't think she was ever overweight, but she wasn't what other people might see as an ideal athlete. And she started bringing her to our program and that daughter started transforming. And that daughter started to learn to eat well. And that daughter ended up, so Jill ended up losing, I think it was 60 or 70 pounds. This is a few years back now. I want to say it was 60 or 70 pounds. She ended up being able to put her engagement. I remember the day she sent me the message saying that she was able to put her engagement ring on, something she had not done in over 20 years, that she was getting back into the jeans that she had worn in high school, that she never even imagined when she started that she, that wasn't even a goal of hers to be able to be in the same size that she was in high school, to be able to have the, the energy and the motivation and the inspiration. Her husband started eating differently. And he wasn't on board with, you know, the whole movement thing, but he started eating because she was cooking. So he started eating differently. He had a little bit of a health scare somewhere in that midst of that story. And so he decided to also include movement. He ended up losing a bunch of weight. And I know that they are all still sustaining lifestyle, that lifestyle. And that daughter ended up changing sports. And in her final senior year of high school, after complete her first year in this new sport, she ended up getting a scholarship for that spark, sport. 
And now it is not all about me. It is God's work in me, through me, and in that family and through that family. But the fact that I got to play a role and that not only did Jill make that decision, that was hard. Families don't want to change all the time, especially if you've lived years and years in a certain lifestyle. But she chose to make that change. And by doing so, and just by leading by example, not preaching, not beating over, just, hey, this is what I'm doing, and I'm cooking differently, and this is what we're going to try, and being patient and experimenting and doing the things Not only did she transform, and I know firsthand that she's sustained it all these years now. Like I said, that was originally about four or five years ago, maybe longer. Um, But her daughter has, like, her whole trajectory is completely different than it might have been had she not gotten committed to fitness herself. Her husband's health is dramatically improved because she was the one brave enough to say, we're going to do things differently. I'm just going to lead, for example, and they, in time in their timing, followed suit. So with that, I hope that gives you courage and inspiration. I hope I covered everything perfect in our imperfections. If you are still listening, then I'm thinking you got something out of it and I'm thankful for that. Now, if you want to connect with me, I would love to connect with you. I really want this. I wish we could be sitting across at a coffee table to where I could be asking you questions and learning about you. But since that is not possible, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at Rebecca at RebeccaTabert.com. Any questions, thoughts, ideas, anything that you want to learn about through this podcast. You can also find me on all social media platforms for just Rebecca Tabert. It's that simple. I look forward to hearing from you. Please make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. Help me create this amazing community of fit and fierce and faithful women by sharing this with a friend. Thanks so much. I look forward to this journey with you. Bye for now.